I think the most important thing that I always say to people when they ask me questions about what do I need to do to become a photographer mm -hmm. or start a business, it's just your network, it's just the people around you. They say you're the average of the five people you spend your most time with. And I think that's really quite a powerful yeah. statement, actually, mm -hmm. because who you surround yourself with is yeah. going to make you a better person, it's going to make mm -hmm. you grow, it's going to challenge yourself. They're going to be there to support you, to love mm -hmm. you. I think building relationships with people and connecting with them is the most important thing that you can do in business. Welcome to Very Beginning, a podcast where we shift the narrative from happy ending to exciting beginning. My name is Anastasia, and through conversations with inspiring entrepreneurs, athletes, influencers, and all-around trailblazers, I'm looking to explore how we can get more comfortable with change and find the courage to unlock that scary first chapter to something we've been wanting to do for far too long. So without further ado, and so it begins. So Beth, let's take it from the very beginning. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's happy to be here. Yeah, so thrilled to be talking to you today. I'll let you introduce yourself, but maybe just a super short synopsis. You are a photographer, as of recently a videographer. Mm -hmm. Congrats on that launch. And I believe you've been in business for about six years. And you recently, I think, had your work self-employment anniversary. I did, yes. It was great. Yeah, so I've been a personal branding and product photographer um, for six years now, which is is really worse well, yes yeah, really exciting and I love my job um and I've done lots of different things to get mm -hmm. to this point um which has been an interesting journey um but yeah that's that's what I do now I'm based in in South London and yeah that's super exciting and and how did you how did you really get to that point like did you study photography and videography in school was that something you like always knew you wanted to do or did you shift careers and kind of decide to do self-employment at some point I never thought that I would be a business owner mm -hmm. so I didn't study business at school which I probably should mm -hmm. have I just always knew that I wanted to be a photographer mm -hmm. and didn't know the route to go down mm -hmm. to pursue that into a career. Uh, I just finished my A-levels and worked really hard. <laughs> and I was so over doing the whole yeah. you know, education system and, and going to uni. It just, it just wasn't right for me. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really sure how I was going to get there. I was working in retail. I've worked in retail since I was 16. And so I've got a background in customer service. So I know how to work with people. Yeah. To talk to people. I'm not scared of putting myself out there. So yeah, I built a website that was <laughs> not the best, <laughs> but I tried um, and photographed as many sort of family and friends that I could just to build up a portfolio mm -hmm. and get that out there so that people could see and, and potentially start booking. Um, but yeah, it was, it wasn't the conventional way. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was very fortunate, actually, and I don't think we've spoken about mm -hmm. this before, but I entered a competition in 2016 oh, yeah. that was hosted by the photography show, which is mm -hmm. like a, a a national sort of event that's mm -hmm. held in Birmingham. And it's where you go mm -hmm. to go and look at like all things photo and video, like mm -hmm. equipment, software, mm -hmm. props, uh, you know, training. Mm -hmm. It's like the big kind of yeah. deal. And so... Yeah, I entered a competition that was actually being hosted by them, mm. uh, a training company and Nikon, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I entered this competition, had to go through a series of rounds, series of challenges. I was invited to the NEC to to do some of these challenges. Yeah. I had to go and photograph um, 
take a photograph that celebrated light mm-hmm. and find that within the exhibition centre mm-hmm. where you can go outside mm-hmm. to working with like artificial light. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind, like I'm fresh out the womb with this. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. That's I so exciting. The youngest participant. Wow. How old were you at that point? Uh, I think I was 20. Okay. 20, 21. Yeah. So very young. 21, yes. Yeah. Because I was born in 95. Yeah. And I felt, felt very young. Yeah. And so the other people that mm-hmm. were taking part and... You know, I had the oldest laptop there. It wasn't even an Apple <laughs> Mac. It was like a Windows. And I was using like Microsoft Office yeah. Picture Manager to yeah. rather wow. than, you know, Lightroom and Photoshop and what have you. Um, yeah, so I felt very vulnerable, very mm-hmm. scared. But sort of tried to navigate in the best way. Mm-hmm. Just take it, everything with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Just be excited about it. Very fortunate and grateful that I was, you know, invited to go. And yeah. Yeah, so I ended up going through all these challenges. And then the last challenge was you had to, photograph a model on stage yeah. in front of a live audience while mm-hmm. you're mic'd up mm-hmm. and that was terrifying oh, absolutely terrifying <laughs> sounds so scary I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> and so the camera that I was using was tethered yeah it meant that the photos I was taking were shown on the screen to the audience yeah I was like I don't know how to use this camera what's <laughs> happening and by some miracle at the end of it they called my name as <gasps> oh my god that's amazing so I ended up winning a That's incredible. Hefty prize fund with new equipment. Wow. Website branding. So that was your start, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That was what mm-hmm. kickstarted. Yeah. So that was insane. Yeah. I don't, you know, there's not a lot of people that no. can say that they've done that. No. So it's, I'm really proud of that. That's like mm-hmm. my most proud achievement today, yeah. for sure. That's um, incredible. And I think there's so many lessons to take from that, like even for people in different industries, but the fact that you said like you were the youngest there, right? It's always so scary to be the youngest person in the room. Like I, I know from my work experience, even like in a corporate setting, when you are fresh out of college or, you know, fresh out of grad school and you're the youngest person, you're always like, is my, is like what I have to say valuable? It does that, you know, kind of compare to all these people who are more experienced. And I can't imagine how you must have felt being there with like probably really experienced photographers with all their fancy equipment and you're there kind of right right <laughs> out of school with like really you know yeah it but that's so incredible scary. but it was so much fun mm-hmm. and that's and that's what matters in the end that's what right yeah I, I had so much fun and I was really fortunate that my partner came along with me oh that's nice me, yeah um because I don't think I'd ever been to a deep yeah um, county yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, before <laughs> not out of anyway and and probably like you know that freshness and that joy that you brought to it that's probably what you know kind of made you you know stand out from the rest and I think that's also something that everyone can always like remind themselves of that not only does your voice matter or your opinion matter but even if you have you know a completely unexperienced you know kind of set of views on a topic it's fine because you bring something new to the table like my biggest kind of criticism I'm always in in companies that I've worked before it's like well you hire the same kind of people right and I think here the same thing applies like you were very different right like that's why you stood out you didn't have the fancy equipment and that like what made you you I think yeah. it's how you carry yourself isn't yeah it? and what you can bring to the table aside from all the mm-hmm. qualifications you have yeah it's your personality your opinions your thoughts yeah that matter yeah just as much as 100 percent knowledge and skill that you've 
yeah you know, accumulated in that industry that you're working in and i wanted to actually um talk a little bit more about the fact that you said you were really young then and i did some digging on your insta of course yeah. as preparation and i found a post from a few years ago <laughs> where you said i look like a 16 year old feel like a 60 year old but i'm actually 25 <laughs> and all jokes aside like when i read that it really resonated because while like people normally don't tell me you're younger because i don't know I, i'm tall or look mature but mm -hmm. there's still something really to be said about being a woman in business and in your case also looking quite young yes. so i was really curious like how has this been for you have you found this to be challenging also to be taken seriously right to be taken serious as a business owner as a professional photographer how has this experience been for you I think it's been perfectly fine to mm -hmm. be honest as a business owner. It's not something that anybody's questioned. Mm -hmm. It's just been something that I've got on with. Mm -hmm. And again, I think I do look young, but mm -hmm. I don't necessarily act yeah, super young. That's true. I'd like to think. No, you are an old soul. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I've always felt like I've been a little bit maturer than mm -hmm. my actual age was like mm -hmm. growing up. Um, very independent. Yeah. Uh, wanted to go out, earn my own money, didn't want to rely on anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so that was really important to me. But no, it's not it's not been an active mm -hmm. challenge, I would say, mm -hmm. where people have criticized me for it. Yeah. I think people have probably admired the fact mm -hmm. that yes, I am young. Yeah. I was young and, you know, acted in the way that I did in a mm -hmm. professional manner. I think that's what's really important and what I've tried to upheld is uphold it even. Mm -hmm. Um is that professionalism mm -hmm. and just trying to do my job to the best of my ability. Yeah. I think that's what's been... That's all you can do yeah, at right. the end of the day. Yeah. And people will always talk, right? Like no matter if you look young, old, if you're, I don't know, tall or yeah. short, like people will always find something to criticize about you. I mean, I've experienced more kind of people being like, oh, you like the blonde stereotype. Like, are you smart enough? Or, you know, like in school, I I was, I liked being creative, but I also liked math and like other subjects. And people be like, wait, but how can you be good at math? Like you don't look like a typical you know kind of person who would be yes. good at math so it's always like there will always be stereotypes with anything yeah. so I think that's such a valuable thing to like really just like move, get on with it do you do your thing and yeah. don't worry about that totally I think as well you can't control what no. people think about you mm -mm. and if people are saying stuff behind my back yeah Whatever. That's their problem. Yeah, like yeah. I haven't heard it, so it hasn't affected me directly. Yeah. I also shoot weddings as well. Oh, you do? I do, yeah. It's a separate sort of mm -hmm. website, Instagram. Yeah. Nice. Of, you know, two different of course. And so there have been a few like Uncle Bob's mm, at weddings. Oh, gosh. And it's yeah. the, the, old, the old white man. Yeah. Camera, oh, gosh. Um, you know, trying to mm -hmm. make comments and things like that. And I just sort of let it go over my head. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't about me. It's it's you projecting whatever, and I'm here to do yeah. a job for my couple. Yeah, you don't need to be here mm -hmm. with your iPad that's like eight megapixels, you know, and yeah. crap. Yeah, you know, let, just let me do my job. Yeah, and I'll share them all with you. But yeah, I think the difficulty with that is that they have the pictures mm -hmm. instantly, so they can send their photos the same day the next day, and so then the couple are then yeah. using their photos rather yeah. than yours. So. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. there are lots of challenges. Yeah, no, when you work with people, there's always going to be mm -hmm. challenges, isn't there? Because everyone's got different opinions. Yeah, you and totally, you're trying to resonate and reason with people, and yeah, it's hard. And it actually was a question I had. Like, I can imagine 
knowing a few people who are like that and people are so particular right about having the picture taken i mean some hate it some love it so i was curious have you encountered people uh clients mm -hmm. that have either been like very particular about angles or in the after like shoot process like being very particular about editing maybe requested photoshopping maybe requested you know i don't know their nose to be strained or stuff like that like how do you deal with that and do you do you kind of try to just please your clients and satisfy them or is there kind of a line where you say well no this is also at the end of the day, my work, it will go to my portfolio. So I have to really, you know, kind of stand behind what I do. So how do you, how do you deal with that? I think it's on a case by case basis mm -hmm. and it depends on the request, but ultimately I'm mm -hmm. not a retoucher. That is mm -hmm. his full-time job in mm -hmm. itself. And I can only do what I can do. Yeah. I haven't trained in it. I haven't mm -hmm. done any courses. So it's literally me, Photoshop, mm -hmm. trying to navigate that together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, a case by case basis it depends on what they're asking me yeah i won't alter edit or manipulate any body shapes if anybody says to me can you slim can that's you maybe nice slimmer? do people say that yeah wow on like 50 percent photo shoots no way yeah wow or weddings particularly like guests. oh i can imagine oh. yes that's that yes <gasps> no way and i'm like no not my job not my job and i'd say that probably 90 percent of clients or people that i photograph say i have yeah i'm just taking 90%. Wow. Yeah. it's It happens more mm -hmm. regularly than people think. Mm -hmm. And I think if more people recognize that and mm -hmm. realize that, they'll start to look at themselves and go, mm -hmm. hang on a minute. Mm -hmm. I don't need to, I don't need to hate how much no. I'm Because I'm actually lovely. I deserve to be documented and that's how I feel about people. So it makes me really sad when I hear yeah. that. And I hear it all the time. So it's like, it's yeah. raining on me. I'm like, oh, of course. why does the nation feel like this? It's not okay. Yeah. Um, and probably especially women, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you specialize in female entrepreneurs, I do, yeah. anyways. I yeah, women. So, yeah, yeah. It, that is a, a large mm -hmm. of of that. Um, but yeah, I definitely. If, if someone says to me, "Can you just remove this mm -hmm. scratch I've got on my arm?" or like if someone's got mascara full mm -hmm. their eye, of course. Like that. But when it comes to yeah, sleep, yeah, I can only photograph what's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. document you know what's in front of me so yeah. and I try and do that to the best of my ability and you know use flattering angles mm -hmm. um and, and and try and get the best out of my clients to get yeah. those really happy genuine yeah. expressions which obviously you know how that yes feels, yes you did my brand shoot and you actually did my podcast cover so props to you yeah. um no and and honestly like I'm also I'm not a person I'm kind of I don't love it and I don't hate it I'm kind of I don't know. Yeah. I guess neutral to it. I'm not a selfie person. Like I never take selfies of myself. But um yeah, I mean it's it's a weird thing to just stand there and people take pictures of you like I don't know, not not not, not something I like it's love doing, but you know what? I had so much fun with you. Like I think we also kicked it off like we just vibed, mm -hmm. but you have such a great way of making people feel really comfortable and like I I I can only speak to myself myself, but like I really felt so comfortable with you and I think that's the talent and the skill that you have and actually when I was talking about editing when we shot um, my puppy was still really young and I had like all my hands were like full of bites and scratches oh, and I was like yes. maybe if we can yeah. edit that I can help do that but no I yeah. thank you for saying that first of all because that's really lovely I don't know I don't know what it is I think I try mm -hmm. and take a really informal and just warm approach mm -hmm. to photographing people like I know yeah. it's a big deal people don't like it no 
And it is scary. Like mm-hmm. I had my brand photos done a couple of months ago mm-hmm. with one of my friends. Oh, wow. And I was like... Uh, what am I doing? Like, yeah, I need you to help me. People like, just become like. I feel like as soon as the camera is rolling, you just become like awkward and stiff, and you're like, ah. Uh. Like, yeah. The camera comes up. And yeah. Like, Hello. This horrible smile. And yeah. Like, oh god. Yeah. It's it's because it's this big mm-hmm. dark thing that's being held mm-hmm. in front of somebody's face, and mm-hmm. I feel like you really connect with people when you're looking in their faces. Yeah. You know, giving them eye contact. Yeah. And so that's why I try and like. Talk. Yeah. I'm exhausted after photo shoots. No, I'm sure. Talking, and you also you give it your all. Like you, I think you know a lot of photography. It's also energy, right? Mm. And like I really felt like you were giving me a lot of energy, and I think that's why I had so much fun, and that's Mm. why it was so enjoyable. And I also like that you know, kind of you also gave suggestions about like what to do with hands, or because that's always awkward. Like what do you do with those things? Or like to move, right? To not stand still, to use props. Like I think these are all really helpful things that people can use, right? Like even if they do like take pictures of themselves or not in a professional environment like really really helpful advice yeah i think i think knowing what to do with your hands and your feet and your legs is a really hard one <laughs> yeah so i try and put a lot of like posing yeah and, and guidance yeah and i don't yeah. like the word posing but yeah I don't think, actually i feel like a lot of other people have a negative connotation because mm-hmm. they think it's like duck lips and yeah you know that whole kind of selfie vibe but it's not you know it is just putting your body in a certain way yeah. to make it look flattering, mm-hmm. comfortable and relaxed. It's difficult. Yeah. Some people find it hard to take on what mm-hmm. you're saying. Um, and I have to be careful as well. Like I'll come up to people and be like, can I just move your hair? Yeah. Can I just move your, you know? Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're not, you're not getting this. So let me just. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, but, but that's good to be hands on. Yeah. I think so. No, that's it, awesome. Mm-hmm. So then videography. Yes. That's a whole new beast. Oh, yes. And and again, I, I love that you, when you kind of announced it on, on social media, and I think you just did like two weeks ago or so, mm. right? Like you launched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you even said that it's like really outside of your comfort zone. And at the same time, that's really the reason why you're doing it, because you want to challenge yourself and you want to like start something new. And when I saw it, I was like, I have to have that for my podcast <laughs> because like, that's what I'm all about, right? Like to, to do these scary things and do something new and put yourself out of your comfort zone, because I truly believe like that's how we grow and that's how we can evolve. So for you, what, what made you kind of expand your services where you, I mean, I would almost say board for photography, but did you just feel like videography is so relevant? It's something you want to also offer or did like something happen that you decided to do it? Was there any, anything specific going on? It's been in the making for two years. Wow. If not a little bit longer. Yeah. So I, I did my first maybe brown film in like 2019. Mm-hmm. That was four years ago. Mm-hmm. So my maths, again, is not maths is quite strong. We've already covered that. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been an idea I've had for a mm-hmm. while. And it's something that I've wanted to offer for a long time. And yeah, it, it wasn't because I was bored mm-hmm. at all. Um, I love photography. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the things I mentioned was that I'm so confident yeah. and, and secure in my mm-hmm. photography services that it was more about just pushing myself and challenging myself to learn a new skill completely mm-hmm. but it was still relevant and still tied in with the photography so yeah but video is a whole different ball game and a lot of people think that you can switch just like that and know what you're doing um that's incorrect it's a whole different discipline mm-hmm. you're managing different settings mm-hmm. you are managing different like stances mm-hmm. 
I've, you've got to be so still and I am <laughs> yeah like a leaf <laughs> yeah so I had to buy a stabilizer wow um so yeah I'm buying, I'm mm-hmm. buying a new kit and training mm-hmm. um, I bought a new course as well um on how to become mm-hmm. uh, a brand videographer so yeah it's 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 a change but it's good and it mm-hmm. now felt like the right time I was thinking about doing it last year and didn't have a plan involved mm-hmm. And I think that's what threw me off. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got no plan. I've got no content. Mm-hmm. Whereas at the beginning of this mm-hmm. year, I just said to myself, you know, I need to go and film the content, make sure I've got like, Let's a do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what, why am I holding myself back? Yeah. Because all I'm going to do is see other businesses expand and grow, mm-hmm. which I now have. Like yeah. Some of my friends have now started to offer it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just going to get left behind. And, you know, video is the way forward. I think mm-hmm. photos still will always have a place. Yeah, for sure. Regardless. But everything is becoming video. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important. Hence why we're doing a video podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think it's really important. I yeah. think it's, it's super relevant. Mm-hmm. And it's the way forward. People love to consume. They yeah. want to see mm-hmm. moving image way more than text. Mm-hmm. Or, a static yeah you know what i really love what you said is that it you launched it two weeks ago mm-hmm. but it was two years in the making mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't aware of that it didn't seem like that on social and that's something i think that happens to every business owner right that like you work on something and i had the same with my podcast like let's say it starts with an idea right like you have an idea maybe like even years ago and then it starts building on yourself and like at some point you can't ignore it so you like finally jump into action but then like there's so much pre-work that no one sees right and like oftentimes when you hear like people like I don't know in the media who are really popular or famous and being described as like it's a newcomer right but most more often than not, these newcomers have been working on things for like years and sometimes decades. And I think that's also such a valuable lesson to, you know, kind of know how much is going on in the background before you even get somewhere. And that like sometimes when you start something, it doesn't even mean that you're a complete beginner because you might have already been working on it for years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think there's a lot that goes on behind the mm-hmm. scenes that people don't see or hear no. about because some things might not be quite finished. Mm-hmm. Also, I think there's a aspect of vulnerability there. Yes. We don't want to put something out there that isn't quite perfect or that we haven't completed mm-hmm. because we don't really know how it's going to yeah. look like. And I think that's, that's a challenge in itself. And yeah, it's hard to know when the right time is to launch so anything yeah oh, yeah totally and also finding the time like, yes I've also uh, I'm gonna say this because please I'm do here now but, um, <laughs> I've also thought about launching my own podcast yes and again I tried to do it last year with mm-hmm. a friend it didn't work out because mm-hmm. her schedule was super busy mm-hmm. and then I got really busy and I'm mm-hmm. like oh do I still want to do this it's mm-hmm. still gonna work mm-hmm. but you know I've been thinking about it for a little while and it's sometimes you need that time sort yeah. of mull it over 100%. but also you've got to think that you've got a job got a home life family friends can try and have some aspect of a social life yeah Trying it's to tough sleep, sleep. <laughs> get maybe a workout in every once in a while it's tough oh my god yeah we we, we give ourselves too no, much to do and we do. there isn't enough time so yeah it's it's hard but i feel like mm-hmm. we shouldn't put as much mm-hmm. pressure on ourselves as, no as as we do because yeah you know, we're trying our best and yeah. that's the main thing. And if 100%. we do like a little bit, mm-hmm. 
every couple of months or mm-hmm. once a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's still progress. A hundred percent. Every little step is progress, right? Like every every little thing you do in a certain direction is progress. And over time it will accumulate. Yeah. And I'm glad you said um, you know, thinking about thing, you want things to be perfect because I am also a notorious mm. perfectionism. And I think so many people are. Um, and I think, I mean, this, it's not horrible, right? Like it's good that you have high standards. It's good that you're like trying to always do your best. But <laughs> it can also really stand in your way. Like I know for myself, like also with, with like episodes or stuff that I bring out or create, like I overthink so much. And like there's this concept called analysis paralysis. I was just like telling my mom about it because she was like, that. what is that? And I I am such a victim of it because sometimes I just overthink things so much and think like, oh my God, no, it's not perfect yet. But then you don't do anything. And I had a guest on recently, um, Tamina, in, in my podcast and she said, you know what? Done is better than perfect. I'm just going to say the same thing. And, and that's, I think that's so important to really keep in mind that, you know, just do it. And even now, like looking back at like my very first one, I was like, well, that's a bit cringe, but that's okay because mm-hmm. the beginning will always be a bit, you know, cringy yeah, and yeah. it will never be perfect. So if you might as well cringy, do it. Doing it wrong. Yeah, you know, exactly. I think yeah. that's the whole point. It's about growth it's really and it's also fun to see how you grew like yeah. it's fun I, I'm really looking forward to hopefully like in a year from now when I have I don't know more episodes 20, 30 to look back and be like wow I'm proud I of the it. progress I made, I made it to this point yeah you know yeah, you've got, yeah you can you can also compare that to you know where other mm-hmm. podcasts are not, not in a negative yeah. way but in a space that's like you know oh exactly made, you know i've made this statistic yes you know there are some statistics out there about like small businesses and mm-hmm. a lot of them don't make it past five, five years. years yeah um and so what you you've made it have. congrats <laughs> big yay for you big way, yeah, for me. Thank yes. you. yeah no um but that's my point so mm-hmm. you can say you know i made it to 30 episodes yeah and that's more than yeah you know whatever this totally is for that and i think yeah we can yeah. Pat ourselves on pat ourselves on the back like um your previous guest said yeah done is way better than perfect mm-hmm. just get it out get it out there get it get I it mean, out there you can fine tune it tweak it Mm-hmm. just put it put it out or not because sometimes I even feel like people appreciate content that is authentic and that is not polished and that is not perfect like that's the way things are going yeah like I know even for myself like stuff that I like to watch or content creators I really like it's not because of like how amazing their you know like videos look and some do like some you know who are very successful have great you know editing and lighting and everything but others I just really like the content like I really like what they're saying or kind of the the value they're providing so yeah. I think that's also important to keep in mind. Absolutely. I think there's a balance between, mm-hmm. you know, investing in all that care. Because if you've got money to do that, then yeah. amazing. But if yeah. you don't, you can still have a really great conversation. Absolutely. As long as you've got, you know, in a podcast space, as long as you've a got mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a mic or two. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I, another question I wanted to ask you, um, kind of all about being self-employed. And you said now you made it to um, six years, yeah. past that five-year mark, which is yeah. amazing. But I can't imagine self-employment. I mean, I know it even from like remote work, but it can be lonely, can't mm. it? And that's really something I was wondering, like how how do you manage that? Like, do you, are you part of like, I don't know, photography networks? Do you actively reach out to people in the same industry? Because you said like you, you work also from home, right? You, you're working with yourself and sure you have clients, like you meet with them, but it, it can be lonely. So how, how do you deal with that? It's incredibly hard. 
And it was hard in the beginning mm-hmm. when I wasn't getting as much work done because I was just mm-hmm. sitting at home tearing my hair out. And there's no one to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I live at home still with my mum, mm-hmm. my dad, my brother. And my dad's self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother does shift work. And my mum works till mm-hmm. like two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So there's always people in the house. That's nice. Which is nice. Yeah. Because I need to have a conversation with Of course. Human <laughs> We're humans. Like, yeah. So like during the day, like lunchtime, I might see someone. I might not. But it's nice to sort of have yeah. that. And we've got a dog as well, so mm-hmm. it's nice to get out and, mm-hmm. and walk the dog and have a clear headspace. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like speaking to other people, yeah, over the years I've gradually built up a, mm-hmm. a lovely network That's of, wonderful. of amazing photographers that I can now call my friends, mm-hmm. which is great, and I can ring them up. Mm-hmm. I actually have um, a scheduled regular call. Somebody that I did my course with when I did that competition, yeah, she was on the course as well, um, and we stayed really good friends. Yeah, I speak to her every week you know have that accountability mm-hmm. you know what are we working on this week mm-hmm. what do we want to get done and give each other like advice and yeah and, and things like that and that's really great and mm-hmm. it's so needed mm-hmm. um, but when I first started it was it was hard to know where to reach out yeah I was worried and obviously I started out doing weddings I researched some photographers that I really liked mm-hmm. whose work I really liked mm-hmm. and who seemed genuinely nice people yeah. on their website yeah so I sent them like a personalized email mm-hmm. It was maybe about five people and mm-hmm. one came back to me mm-hmm. and she said, um, join this mm-hmm. networking mm-hmm. Um, space. And it was called Wedding Breakfast Club. But it was just like a, a, a two hour, mm-hmm. three hour sort of brunch. You mm-hmm. go and have a, um, a meal and you can so nice. to people mm-hmm. um, and, and just connect and, and get out of the house. Exactly. It's so important. Yeah. But it's hard to know where to look for these spaces yes. and not being advertised to you. Mm-hmm. I think when I was in that space looking for somewhere, mm-hmm. or not necessarily looking for somewhere, mm-hmm. but looking for someone, and I was pointed in that direction, I don't think I would have found it on my own. Because I don't think the sort of Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. advertising was mm-hmm. as heavy as it mm-hmm. is now. I feel like it would have been harder for me to find. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in the brand space, like... Again, some of my closest friends that I found in photography, I found because we just ended up randomly following each other because we're both brand photographers. And so we have something in common and I don't see them as competition or didn't see them as competition. Mm -hmm. I just thought, hey, this is a girl who's Mm -hmm. similar to me. My age does a similar thing in a different county, but still close enough that Mm -hmm. we can potentially meet up. And yeah, I think Mm -hmm. think it's so valuable because Mm -hmm. it can be extremely lonely and it's something that I definitely struggled with. I mean, that's the reason why I wanted to focus on photographing female Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs because I wanted to find friends. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to find like-minded people that I could then be like, hey, let's meet up for a coffee exactly. like, after we've done a shoot. Or, yeah. You know, hey, if you came to me and said, hey, I need a copywriter, I'd be mm-hmm. like, great, one of my previous clients has come on my podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> so about yeah. relationships with it people. It is. Um, and not only with people that are in my industry, mm-hmm. but my clients as well. And that's why I target a specific mm-hmm. group. And and I love also that lesson behind it, that kind of, especially working with different women or, you know, having women as clients that if we, you know, collaborate and, and lift each other up, we all become more powerful together. And like, I think that this narrative you see more and more, which, which I really love because I don't know, growing up there, I, I did always kind of have that little bit kind of like limiting thought or belief system that, well, 
places for women are rare like in the business context right like you don't see that many women being really at the top so I have to compete and I had that belief system for a really long time until you know kind of I don't know I at one point I don't even know if something specific happened but I was just thinking like I don't want to compete with this woman like I think she's fantastic I want her to be my mentor I want her to be my friend I want to learn from her but we can thrive independently and her success doesn't mean my failure you know absolutely so I love that that you say you know kind of connect with people with clients with even people are doing the same thing right it's not your competition I think there's space for everyone and I think if you make a big enough impact Mm -hmm. and you put your values out Mm -hmm. and you attract who you Mm -hmm. bring in I think yeah that's the main thing right for sure I just I think there's enough space for all of us really do because all of us also have something, you know, different to bring to the table. Because that was something I was also thinking about, like launching a podcast, like, oh my God, it's so saturated. Like mm-hmm. there's so many podcasts. Especially like with lockdown. Was, yes. Everyone was at home and they were like, what can I do? Exactly. But hey, there are also so many influencers and still people start and do it all yeah. the time. There are also many photographers. There are many apps and like there's a new app launching every day. So I think that's also something to keep in mind, like no matter what you want to start, at the end of the day, like no one will have exactly the same thoughts, the same beliefs, the same ideas as you do. Yeah. And there's always a unique angle you can find. And even like bringing your like own personality to it, that is already making it unique. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things when it comes to like a unique selling mm-hmm. point, isn't it? I really struggle with that question. Mm-hmm. When I've worked with like brand designers, mm-hmm. you know, some of the questions have been like, what's your USP? Yeah. And like, oh, bloody hell. It's really hard mm-hmm. because... It's down to me, really. Yeah, it is. And you're not going to know that unless you work with me. And it's hard, I think, to get that across mm-hmm. text on a web page. Oh my God, so hard. Yeah. yeah. So it's made me think that I need to mm-hmm. do a video myself now. You shall. And put it on the website <laughs> so that people can get a more of a yes. what it's like to work with me. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think finding your unique selling point when you're a service-based business, there's so many mm-hmm. people in that same industry or mm-hmm. job role. Yeah, it can be hard to distinguish. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, yeah, it's down to your personality and how yeah. you act and like you say your thoughts and opinions yeah. which really valuable 100 and personality thank you for saying that because i absolutely love that you show your personality authentically on social all right that's something i'm really working on now that's yeah. my area of being uncomfortable but just doing it <laughs> i recently recorded like for the very first time the story of like me talking and that was so cringe yeah, but yeah. hey kind of needed and, and and you do it so like it seems so effortlessly like i don't know i don't know if you just feel really comfortable on camera but i love that you also sometimes being silly and kind of yourself you seem to you know not take yourself too seriously which I love it's it's an amazing quality to have but for someone trying to do this like myself um, what is your advice like how can we become more authentic on social media or really like in any kind of external facing environment I think with the key thing you said there was that I don't take myself too seriously mm-hmm. and that is true. Like, I don't mind making a bit mm-hmm. of myself. And I think that's where it comes from. It's doing the work on your on your own self-confidence and just letting go of mm-hmm. what people think of you because their opinions don't matter. No. If they're going to be negative, like, it's not worth your time lost. even mm-hmm. worrying about it. So practice makes perfect, mm-hmm. for sure. So doing it a couple of times, you don't have to post them, film them, you put them in your drafts or you save mm-hmm. them, whatever. But yeah, it's just practicing getting yourself in mm-hmm. front of the camera more mm-hmm. and more and getting a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, I still use filters. Okay. So filters mm-hmm. are fine. 
because <laughs> I don't yeah. really wear I don't wear makeup if I'm yeah. at home mm-hmm. but I do look like I've been dragged out of a hedge backwards <laughs> if, if I don't so you know things like that that can yeah. help and like visual aids mm-hmm. as well and also remember no one cares about what you look like more than yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. So they're not going to be like, oh my gosh, no. that's an absolute state. Like, if yeah. you wash your hair, you're fine. Exactly. That's all. Fake that's <laughs> it until you make yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think, you know, yeah. we, we are so obsessed. Oh, 100%. With, with how, yeah. how we're showing up and what we look like. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, your audience does not care no. about the monkeys. Really don't. They want to be entertained, entertained yeah. inspired or informed. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the main things that you need to mm-hmm. think about when you're showing up. Mm-hmm. The favourite stories that I like to watch are, yeah, people that are just mm-hmm. acting like they're having a FaceTime. Yes. With one of their friends. Yes. I think as well, the language that you use when mm-hmm. you are showing up. So a lot of yeah. the time I've seen like people say, hi, hi, Instagram. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought I'd pop on. No, let's get rid of that. No. We don't need to be Mm-mm. putting on this facade. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just start talking about what you want to talk about as soon as you press record. Just just start, right? Just say whatever you have to say. Don't yes. preface by, you know, I don't know, doing a sun salutation dance. Yes, like exactly. no, no need to do that. No, I think I think having having a little bit of a plan, mm-hmm. some just some bullet points, be clear and concise. Cause mm-hmm. I think also the last thing that people want is waffle. They don't want to watch an Instagram no. story where you're just going, um, um so yeah. And seeing the I'm same thing and same thing. And, oh, oh, don't play with that because they're talking to their kid at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's there's a balance of, yeah. of being concise and to the point and mm-hmm. remembering what you need to talk about, um, but still being authentic. And I think mm-hmm. I think there is definitely a way to do that. I think also being vulnerable. Like I, I love when people, you know, are really authentic. But also, you know, if they if they say like I that it's weird for me or it doesn't feel like in my comfort zone, like it's absolutely fine. And I actually appreciate when people share this kind of vulnerable side to them because social media and I kind of I don't know, have a love hate relationship with it like many people do because it, it it can be powerful right and it casts so many great you know ways to connect and to people bring people together and to inspire but at the same time it can be so toxic and I was just talking to a friend recently who was like you know what I actually noticed that in, in those weeks that or days that I consume a lot of social media for whatever reason maybe I'm sick or I don't know I have more time I'm on vacation mm-hmm. I actually start feeling worse about myself yeah. because I see all these people either doing amazing things or looking incredible and I'm like like, well, I kind of, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not doing that. How do I compare? Like, oh, I must be like, I, I must suck, you know? So mm-hmm. I think that's really kind of, you know, risky. And and I, and I said that before on the podcast, I kind of went recently and unfollowed everyone who like doesn't inspire me or doesn't add any value because you have to protect yourself. But yeah, it's really like, it's what you make it. It can be really damaging. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said mm-hmm. on social media. I have had a really, I've had a really good amount of engagement when mm-hmm. I've been vulnerable. And not that it's about engagement because it's, yeah. but the conversations I've been having yeah. have been really valuable mm-hmm. when I've been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people resonate with that. Mm-hmm. But I think what's hard is knowing what to share. There's been certain things where I've been plagiarized mm-hmm. before. Oh. So I shared that 
And I was like, yeah, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. You can't just copy my whole no. page and expect to get away from it. Oh my God, people did that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. All my, like, my packages were exactly the same. No way. They copied, relaxed and fun, <gasps> relaxed and vibrant, personal branding photographer. Like the, the whole webpage, all of the text. And what did you do? I emailed them. And can you like sue them or how does it work? I mean, I sent them a very strongly worded email. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't threaten anything, but I was like, what are you doing? And it was he. Uh-huh, and of course. He came back and said, Oh, you know Sorry. Yeah. And tried to sort of palm it off as as something else and yeah. make a lot of excuses. And I was like, Yeah, I'm not here for that. I no. double my age. Did he take it down? Yeah, I think he okay. did. He changed it. Yeah. But yeah, I was just intrigued. When I did my course a couple of years ago, my mentor, she had mentioned that she had been plagiarized. Mm. And for some reason, just on that random, one mm-hmm. random day, I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to copy and paste my copy into into Google. And then yeah, you find I it. I was like, shit. Wow. Yeah, it's mad. And like, I've put so much work of course. into my website. Like I've built two of them myself, had no help. So like there was no way that I was wow. going to get away with that. So yeah, there's challenges like that that mm-hmm. I'm like happy to share because mm-hmm. I don't know this person. I don't know no. anything. And it's important for me to talk about. Um, or if I've had, there was one time where I had a really difficult Zoom call with somebody mm-hmm. and I really didn't like the way he spoke to me again. Another he. Not, it's not all. We're not, we're not hating him in here. <laughs> of course we're not. Um, yeah, just the way he spoke to me, mm-hmm. I was like you can't speak to me like no. this. Like I, I have never come off of a Zoom call and been yeah. shaking with rage. Yeah, it was it really, really shit me. And I spoke about that and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, just had a Zoom call with a really horrible person and I worked together. No. And I had a lot of people come back to me and say like, good for you. Like, yeah. You know, it's been difficult yeah. in that regard yeah. with vulnerability. But yeah, like you said, I think I do think it's important, mm-hmm. but it's knowing what to share and when. Exactly. No, I think that's a really, really powerful lesson to keep in mind. And with those kind of really hard times um, that I think every business owner, every freelancer encounters at one point or the other, how do you stay motivated? Because like when stuff like that happens, I'm sure you've had the thought of like, you know what, I'm out of here. Let me, let me search for a job. Like it, it can be, but why am I making this so hard for me? Like, how do you, how do you keep yourself motivated? Yeah, that's a difficult question. I think taking a break really helps. It, it's hard because... I like booking holidays. I think that's a good thing. But like yeah. you need money to book the holidays, yeah. you need the jobs, yeah. you need the work. So yeah, to stay motivated, I like to have a holiday booked in. Try and, yeah, just take a step back mm-hmm. from work a little bit. There's been many a time where mm-hmm. I wanted to give this up and go and get a proper job. But it's also like, well, even the thing that we say that, like a proper job, right? Like, don't degrade your work. You have a proper job. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. That's my dad projecting on me there because he always used to say to me, like, as a joke, it's mm-hmm. still stung a little bit. He always say to me, like, when are you going to go out and get a proper job mm-hmm. and things like that? And now I'm like... This is my business. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's taking me seriously, which is great. But That's good. Yeah, I think taking a step back is is really important. But that can be hard as well because so if it's hard. your livelihood and you need to pay your mortgage, then how can you afford exactly. to take a break? So, yeah, trying to surround yourself with good people, mm-hmm. getting outside and exercising and making time for mm-hmm. yourself. It's super important, though, because if you're not looking after yourself, you mm-hmm. can't look after your business. No. So I think that's that's really key. Talking it out with people, honestly, 
Yeah, no, that that's great advice. Like you, it starts with your cup being full, Absolutely. right? Otherwise, you cannot give anything, right? Yeah. You don't have anything to give. Yeah. Well, Beth, I would love to continue chatting on, oh, but would love to count to our final three. Okay. So feel free to keep the answers rather short. It's really just meant to be as three quick takeaways for people. Um, so, very first question: What helped you go from idea of wanting to become a freelance photographer to actually doing it? Put myself out there not afraid of rejection and trying your best love it concise to the point (laughs) final number two um what was your biggest fear when you decided to get started and did that fear come true biggest fear was not getting any clients and not earning any money from it i think and thankfully no it did not come true it would be exactly (laughs) but that's a tough one it's a it's a really you know valid fear to have yeah yeah i think it was like okay how am i going to make a career out of this Mm -hmm. because i want to live a certain lifestyle Mm -hmm. and eventually you know i want to buy a house and I've got that holiday, you know. <laughs> Those 10 holidays I booked. Those holidays, you know, yeah. um, that I want to plan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was more about how can I make this mm-hmm. profitable. Amazing. And final question, what was your greatest learning since you've embarked on this journey? I think the most important thing that I always say to people when they ask me questions about, you know, what do I need to do to become a photographer mm-hmm. or start business it's just your network it's just the people around you because mm-hmm. they say you're the average of the five people you spend your most time with right oh I love that I've never heard that yeah wow the so I'm the average of my dog <laughs> so and I think that's really quite a powerful yeah. statement actually mm-hmm. because who you surround yourself with is yeah. going to make you a better person it's going to make mm-hmm. you grow it's going to challenge yourself they're going to be there to support you to love mm-hmm. you so I think your your network is your net worth that is so cringy it's such like a but so to the point quote <laughs> no but it's true I do I honestly I think I think building relationships with people and connecting with them is the most important thing that you can do in business thank you Beth I, I, as I said I could continue talking for so long but you chatting here until next week but I want to be respectful of the rest of your day um, and it was so lovely having you on thank, thank you so, so much, much for your time for pleasure Always thank pleasure. you